This is the Rebel Scum Podcast. Available in video on YouTube and audio wherever you listen to your podcasts. Every week, Brock and James talk the latest rumors, news, and theories from a galaxy far, far away. Support us on Patreon for exclusive offers and join the Star Wars discussion. Patreon.com slash Rebel Scum Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brock and James. You're always scum. Rebel Scum. Rebel Scum Podcast, bringing all the Star Wars news that you need to know right now. I'm Brock. This is... I'm I'm Arda. (laughs) 300 episodes and I don't understand how cameras point. (laughs) Anyways... Special guest today, Ardo Cal. Hey, Ardo, what's up? Do you like Star Wars? It's okay. Noise. It's okay. <laughs> He's yeah. in. Um, Big fan. Big fan. We yes, need to. Fan. We have. I just. Hold on, guys. I got some breaking news. Just received reword a report. Ardo, you're new here. You haven't been mm-hmm. here for like a few years. Okay. Uh, we get. I get Bob Iger mm-hmm. in my mm-hmm. left ear. Oh, got it, got it. Okay, yeah. just just calls into the show. Right. Got he it. Yeah, calls. Yeah, even when we're not live, he calls. And hold on, guys. Breaking news: Kathleen Kennedy has been fired. Fired. She's gone. Kennedy fired. Put it on the board. At the door. She's got now. See now, Arda, we could put that in the title, and no one can say we're lying, and we get those clicks. That's. that's I thought I thought you were going to say that uh, I should stop bothering people at Disney to be a stormtrooper in a future show. I think that's I thought that's where you were going to go. What would you do if that happened? Because oh, it would be it's... like exactly my dream come. That, that, why why do you think I took a job at ESPN in the first place? <laughs> Slowly weaving your way up. Correct. <laughs> it was simply because I want to find my way on set to become a stormtrooper or an extra in the background. Like if I'm like the eighth row in the Thrawn scene where he's walking through <laughs> all the night troopers and I'm like in the corner. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. I feel I, like as long like, as I'm there. They're like at, an Monitor, SNL skit. They're at yeah. Monitor Village where they're like, why does that one stormtrooper keep waving at the <laughs> camera when he goes... Can, can we? Can he not do that? Yeah, like I do that like every single take. I'm like, yeah, what's up, mom? <laughs> That's not what stormtroopers do, Arda. You Stop have it. to, yeah. Come on now. We've been through I think, this. I yeah, think you have a. Sh- you definitely have a shot though, because you you dabble in Star Wars podcasting also. Yes, so maybe maybe that will be my in. We'll see yeah. uh, if that is the case, but. Uh, but good to see you, James. Uh, it's been a minute. You and I worked together extensively uh, at the beginning of my... I think you may have been one of my, if not the first, one of my first producers in television. We did local soccer games together, uh, which was a lot of fun. And we, uh, yeah, in front of crowds of 12 people, that was us. Yeah. We, we put those broadcasts out there for, for, for the suburbs of Toronto, Ontario, Canada. That was us. <laughs> And that's 12 people combined live at the event and on television. That's Correct. The and the crew and us. And the crew. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, us. Excellent. Yeah. And right. all their parents. <laughs> and <laughs> some of the parents. Not some yeah. of the parents. They're like, not, eh, I can't not, so, so this means right, that when you are a stormtrooper, I 
need to be invited as well. Because uh, I have to ride in your yeah. court. Yeah, I, I, I will also be there. I'll be the one that ruins everything. I'm just like, ah, ah, ah running around. You're <laughs> waving around. I'm literally just running Posting back and pictures forth. on social media when you shouldn't be. <laughs> and then, like, I get fired because of it. Thanks, man. Yeah. Appreciate that. <laughs> Where's he going with Grogu? Ah, no. Yeah. <laughs> FaceTime me, Brock. Look what I got. No. <laughs> Brock's, Brock's right behind me. I'm here, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Love it. <laughs> Can we can we bring this? You brought this up before we get into what we're going to talk about because Dave Filoni. I'll just decide with Kathleen Kennedy, who got fired once again. Uh, but Dave Filoni has a new position. I think it's new. I don't know. Every day there seems to be an article about his position at Lucasfilm. But it seems like he's going to be more in intertwined. Like he's going to be, I guess, the show, the Kevin Feige. I guess uh, uh, what everybody wants. I guess you can compare him to of uh, Lucasfilm. But you brought this picture to our attention, Arda. So we're going to bring this, this up. Because this is uh, wild. This is not wild for um, anybody south of the border. But right here in Ontario, especially Canada, we are just I love blown it. away right now. Can so, you the, the, so, so the Vanity Fair article uh, came out, which was awesome. Like really in-depth. Talked to, to all the particulars of Ahsoka Season 1. Uh, in particular, Dave Filoni, who has now been promoted to Chief Creative Officer of Star Wars. Uh, which is great. Um, and he is very obviously me, my Venn diagram in life is hockey mm -hmm. and Star Wars. Mm -hmm. And Dave Filoni completely matches that. So like at some point, he's like my, you know, my big get, my Captain Ahab white whale, like my mm -hmm. my lifelong quest bucket list is to interview Dave Filoni or, or meet him or something. And he always wears Pittsburgh Penguins stuff on on set. He's always has like a, a Penguins hat or a Mario Lemieux Foundation hoodie. He's played in the charity tournaments and the fantasy camps. Like that's how that's the level of which he's a fan. But what completely took me off guard, and maybe it shouldn't have because Hayden Christensen, of course, is from Toronto and he's a noted Leafs fan, was this right here in this image, this great behind the scenes image. You see Ahsoka, obviously Rosario Dawson. Here's Anakin. They're talking. Dave Filoni in the middle likely guiding them, giving them notes, but he's wearing this go train looks to be a go train hoodie, uh, which I have not seen this logo, this go train hoodie logo, this go train logo here in maybe 15 years. Like it's been a, a minute since I've registered this. When I saw it at first, I was like, what, is, what is that? Oh my gosh. It is the public transportation for the city of Toronto <laughs> and its suburbs. What is going on here? And then it, it took me a good half an hour to figure out what these words were. And I believe they are sleep and read and watch and text and go. All the things you would do on the go train while commuting. So, like, I have so many questions. Because it's like, what? when were you in Toronto to get something like this? Or and where in Toronto do you go? Toronto and Jason. Exactly. And I want to be clear. I actually Googled for another 15 minutes trying to find this hoodie. <laughs> and I could not find it anywhere. Go Transit Merchandise. If anyone watching this has a link to buy this hoodie, I would love to see it. Because I am not... I've never seen this hoodie. I, I grew up in Toronto. I've never seen this hoodie. No. Obviously, I haven't been there in a minute. Have you guys yeah. seen this hoodie in the wild? I haven't seen a hoodie, but I've seen ads similar to this. Because, like, in the last five years, they pushed the idea of, like, you can sign into a Wi-Fi while you're on the train, right? So, which is not, I mean, 
I love Go Transit. I love transit in general because driving into the city is a nightmare. But the the Wi-Fi is no good. It's no good. <laughs> you can maybe read texting. Yeah, well, text has no bearing on Wi-Fi. But like watching anything, forget about it. But prove me wrong. But this is insane because when would Filoni be in Toronto? I mean, a lot of things happen in Toronto. Like, and it's does, this. Does, does any part of Star Wars shoot in Toronto at all? No, right? Like, volumetric studio? So. Any, uh, no. Like, has, has any shooting? I, I, not that I recall. My theory is that Hayden Christensen just gifted it to him. I, yeah, that's like the only connection I can see. But it's just like, hey, uh, Vanity Fair is going to, well, I guess we can't assume this picture was, no, would, would Vanity Fair, someone from Vanity Fair have taken this picture? Or yeah. just be a stock photo. So Dave Filoni. No, no, no. So. Hey. Rosario Dawson and Christensen in the world between worlds scene from Ahsoka. So this. So. Yeah. Someone's on set. Uh, Suzanne Tenner. Sure. A photographer. I, yeah. I yeah. assume that Suzanne Tenner works for Vanity Fair. That's and wild. was there to take the picture. So Vanity I, Fair. Which is like known. Especially with Star Wars. To like reveal a bunch of stuff. They're like we're going to be on site today. And Dave Filoni chooses to wear a goat I love transit it. hoodie. Which begs well the done, question, sir. did Vanity Fair get clearance for the Go Transit logo? <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what are you talking about? Yeah, this is insane. Thank you for bringing this. I, I, I just love that this exists, and now I'm on the hunt. If I Like I said, I will buy yeah. this hoodie if I can find it anywhere. So <laughs> yeah. I'm all about it. Oh, it's all over Reddit. I just read Dave. I just typed in Dave Filoni Go Transit. Dave Filoni wearing a Go Transit while directing. I don't know. I haven't clicked on the Amazing. Thing. Well, Hayden Christensen, like you said, is in a lot of the pictures wearing Leafs uh, merch, like hats and whatnot. Arda, are you still are you still a, a, a diehard Leaf Leaf Nation, or have you uh, moved on? Are you? I have to ask you. I'm putting you on the spot. I didn't tell you. I, was going, I, I have to know. Yes, I have to know. Sorry, first, I will answer that in a second. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I just also Googled Dave Filoni Go Transit, and I see <laughs> a Reddit post from three years ago of Dave Filoni wearing another Go Train shirt. I wow. Oh, I, I, I now have a rabbit hole that I have to yeah. go down. I did not know any of this. <laughs> I actually knew none of this. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. And now there's... okay. No, this is blowing my mind. Now there's a there's a Dave Filoni tweeted in May of 2017. Wow. Happy 50th Go Transit. Here, hold on here. <laughs> Stop it. I I, I I don't know what's going on. I, I need to ask this. I need to talk to Dave Filoni. I need to interview him. And one of the questions has to be, where did this love of Go Transit come from? I, oh I, I would love to know. He grew up in a suburb of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yeah. So do I think, don't know if he spent time in Toronto. I don't know if there's any special connection at all. But now we have three different examples of him repping Go Transit. I think I have an idea. So he's a huge Kim's Convenience fan, right? <laughs> oh! Okay. Right? There okay. was the Go Train show called Train 48. Train 48. And he was in Train 48. And 48. he was in J forty eight. Arna, oh we've my. narrowed it down to wow, train forty eight. Wow, wow, Dave wow. Filoni somehow saw train forty eight, and that is how he did it. 
So that's amazing. That's amazing. Shout out I, to Carson Teva. Yeah, Carson Teva. Guy. <laughs> I guarantee you it goes that far back. This is outstanding. Wow. Wow. Dave Filoni, I... go transit aficionado. <laughs> But these are, I'm but also, the, I'm so impressed right now. <laughs> like, these are model yeah. trains. Yeah. Amazing. This I is amazing. I think you got oh, it right, good. James. He's a train, he's a choo choo. He's into the choo choos. Like, yeah. this isn't like he loves Toronto. He probably like has been here at some point. And he's like, yes, I well, value the look yeah. of this train. <laughs> I'm, I'm a fan. I love this. This is great. This is awesome. Anyhow. This is a new podcast idea going down the rabbit hole of Filoni wow. and Go Transit. Wow, wow, wow. Wow. Yeah, that's insane. Sorry, are you a Leaf fan? Get it, hit me. Come on. Let's go. Uh, I my my fandom, I, I want I want the Leafs to win a Stanley Cup. I my fandom <laughs> has actually I'll say my fandom has actually uh, are we just gonna stay on Dave Filoni's no, tweet? I'm taking, I'm taking, I'm taking, I'm just gonna stay here the whole time. Um, uh, I'm gonna say, uh, yeah, my actually my fandom, my outward fandom has returned because now that we're doing games, like the NHL's back on ESPN. We'd always yeah. talk about hockey within the walls even before it came back, but like there's a lot of Rangers fans, Bruins fans, Islanders, Devils. Like there's a lot of fandoms at ESPN and I'm like the only Leaf fan. So now, well, maybe one of like two. So now I'm like, it, it's starting to get back, you know, the competitive juices, which yeah. is great. Uh, and so that's cool. But after you, like I, before ESPN, I worked at MSG and it was like doing Rangers games and Devils games. And when you do that, like you kind of root for those teams because you want them to do good because you want them to make the playoffs and you want the ratings to be good. You know, like that matters more in that, in that moment so it's almost like the fandom kind of goes away and you kind of i've heard this from a lot of people in media especially sports media like once you cover sports or a certain sport for a long enough time you stop cheering for the actual teams and you cheer for people like it's like mm -hmm. oh this person was a really good person you want them to succeed mm -hmm. or this person's very you know they have an interesting fa fascinating story and you want them to succeed as a result so it's like that I can definitely relate to that now. Like I, there's there's mm. people in the league that are like really good people and like they work really hard. You can tell like they just really want it more than anything. And it's like you want those you want those kind of people and stories to succeed. But when I'm like faced with fandom at ESPN, then then it'll kind of bubble up a little bit. Interesting. I was just wondering because I know when you're covering it, like you said, like it changes your your perception of it all changes. So you can't and you can't really root for a team that is uh, against the team that you're you're covering. It's going to be tough. Like we're here covering the Rangers. Go Leafs go. And uh, yeah, you, <laughs> not, you're not going to find me doing that. Like it'd be completely objective when you're on the air. Exactly. Like oh, absolutely. imagine yeah. like I paint my face blue as the Leafs just win the Stanley <laughs> cup. And it's like, you know, we'd like to give a congratulations to the Vegas golden Knights, a valiant effort naturally. So, uh, you know, talking about Vegas's power play while I'm like, you know, have a leaf on Deco. my head. Yeah, buddy from Seinfeld. Yeah, that's, yeah, we're we're Lisa. Lisa. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Like, bring it back to Star Wars. I was just this popped in my head. Like you're you've been around enough hockey arenas. What is your thought about Star Wars nights at, at for hockey teams? Because I feel like hockey started it making a thing of like theme night, specifically Star Wars. What as a Star Wars fan? What do you think of those nights when you've encountered them? I love them. I seek them out. I uh, make I, my, you know how people have their bucket lists of like, I want to watch a baseball game in every major league ballpark yeah. in the league. 
I want to go to every single Star Wars night. That's my <laughs> bucket list. I'm not even kidding. Like I, That's I awesome. love, I love looking on. I do a date. I actually have a saved search on eBay. That's uh, Star Wars hockey, Star Wars NHL, Star Wars night, anything like. I have like a bunch of searches so that if there's anyone ever selling Star Wars NHL merch, I can find it. Uh, so that's how that's the level at which I'm combing the um, auctions to find Star Wars night stuff. Uh, and there's been some good ones. Uh, I I'd say that the, the Nashville Predators have done some really good merch like the Philip Forsberg bobblehead was pretty good. Huh. Uh, that was a good one. And then like the uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets just did one with their uh, jersey, like the fifth line. That was really cool. Actually. Um, the ba- back to Dave Filoni, the absolute best Star Wars night collaboration is with the Pittsburgh Penguins AHL team, the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins, because Dave Filoni, yeah. for the last several years, has designed the hockey jerseys that the players uh-huh. wear on the ice. Wow. So it's like that's how can you be how can you get better than that? Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's amazing. Well, I heard this year though they're moving away from Star Wars and it's going to be a Go Transit themed jersey <laughs> this year. Imagine <laughs> the Leafs when, when the, in collaboration with the Toronto Maple Leafs, it'll be the, the instead of the Toronto St. Pats, it'll yeah, be the Go Transit jersey. Yes, it'll Toronto be the jersey patch here. Patch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the uh, Go like the Toronto St. Pats night with the Go Transit logo here. Yes, <laughs> I'm my mind is blown. Like I'm li- literally after this podcast, I'm going to go down a rabbit hole. And I'm going to like announce this to the world i'm like i cannot believe i completely missed this fascination uh with go transit this is the best <laughs> what a revelation no, no more no more suits on espn you'll be wearing go transit hoodies but feloni can do it exactly yeah so maybe i can do it too what do you guys make we'll start with uh brock on this one of feloni's new position now like how do you are you you feel like this is fine or or is it I, a little yeah. too late I mean, I was just going to say, it's like, did you say while we're recording or before we're recording, it's like, he becomes the role that we thought he had this entire time. It's like, chief creative officer. I mean, it makes sense, but I'm like, you weren't already doing that? But I mean, we're a terrible Star Wars podcast. We're like, we have talked about his actual position and we're like, so... Well, and and got, also that the um there there was the master and Padawan uh video on Disney Plus where essentially they were talking about the relationship between George Lucas and Dave Filoni and how it was really like a master and apprentice. Right. I think it was actually yeah, yeah. called Master and Apprentice, right? It so was, like yeah. it was almost as if like the Star Wars universe was some of some people might have been introduced to it, or others that are like more deep into it might have already assumed or or had heard yeah. or just just um you know followed along on Dave's journey and it's. I mean, he's coming up on what, like year 18 or 20 or yeah, like something impressive. Or like being handpicked by George Lucas to essentially start the animation division and, you know, starting with the Clone Wars, going to Rebels, winning a bunch of Emmys, you know, being very successful. And I I think it's a, a no brainer. I think yeah. that, you know, like he's he's very well respected in the industry, like in the entertainment industry, in the showbiz industry, in the uh, animation industry but also among the star wars community i would say uh i i mean i i think he does a fantastic job i like the projects that he does now granted i know that you know like the i'm very much an optimistic positive star wars fan and so i always go into new projects with that lens 
but also I've genuinely liked the projects that he's touched. And I'll, I'll go so far as to say this. So maybe I'm a little biased here, but like I, I watched the original trilogy. Like I'm old enough to have not watched it in the theaters, but just in and around there. Right. And I was a fan. I wasn't like, that didn't make me like, you know, it wasn't like I, Oh my gosh, this is my entire life. But I was definitely a fan. I watched the prequels in the theaters and that reignited my fandom but I would say I am no bigger a fan in my entire life than after I watched uh, the first episode of The Mandalorian. And I don't know why, but it just unlocked my fandom completely. And at that point, I just wanted to consume everything I could. <laughs> and now I'm like seeking out lore. I'm seeking out comics and books. I want to just consume as much as I can. And I'm in that, like maybe, maybe I'm, it's, that's only what, like, five or six years removed, right? So, like, I'm in year six or year five of this, like, passionate Star Wars fandom journey, like, at that highest level that's possible, right? So I'm still learning, I'm still discovering, and and, and I'm having a blast. So everything yeah. that Dave has executive produced and everything that he's written and created for us, I've loved. So, but that's the lens. I, I, I feel like the context is important there for those that, you know, have been fans for at this level for 30, 40 years, whatever the case may be. I think that's totally valid. It's like, it's refreshing to, to see like, you know, you're like, Oh, I'm, I'm all in right now. You're like, I mean, not right now. I mean, that's the thing about star Wars fans, like especially ones that have been doing this for the entire run or whatever. It's just like, Oh, blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, it has to stop being about what's good or what's bad. It's just like, are you enjoying it? Like when you start watching Star Wars and it stops being fun, then yeah. Then you need to like start reevaluating if Star Wars is still for you. But I agree. Like, I mean, Ahsoka might not have been the best finale sort of thing, but I still like in immediately specifically because i'm like this is feloni's thing it's like this is gonna go somewhere and it's like i'm really hoping we hear second season because it's like i don't like did so have you watched well, you are like, now all of, all, yeah now exactly but I have, like art have you watched all of clone wars and all the rebels or just are you more just what's been on disney plus as as much as possible i yeah, i yeah, mean yeah. i'm not i'm not like a sponge retaining every single beat yeah. of every single show but yeah. you know ahsoka was very much Felt like a continuation of Rebels. Felt like yeah, a love letter yeah. to Clone Wars. And like, honestly, I liked how it was structured. Yeah. I loved how, spoiler alert, episode five was like a cinematic event. I loved yeah. that there were a lot of unanswered questions at the end of episode eight. I actually thought episode four and episode six were like that four, mm -hmm. five and six stretch yeah. were to me felt like among the strongest quote unquote trilogies is the wrong word to use because that's more of a movie thing but like a three episode stretch that was among the strongest in my opinion that we've seen maybe in the in the entire this era of star wars like it it was very very strong you had like the whole balin versus ahsoka battle and then sabine yeah. and the defying the orders in episode four then you had the whole cinematic event with anakin returning and the nostalgic beats and then you had the arrival of thrawn finally which we were all waiting for now Here's the thing, like, I'm a giant, Thrawn is by far my favorite character, period. Uh -huh. Like, I, I've read all the books, 
I just loved, I think that character is the best. And I, I love that he's going to be the main or looks like he's going to be the main guy for whatever's coming next in this, like whatever yeah. the, the next big movie or event will be. Right. So I, I was waiting since episode one and I'm just like, every time it's like, almost like, it's almost like that, uh, that Twitter account have the Leafs won the Stanley cup yet. And it's always <laughs> like every day it's like, no, no, no. And my head is like, has Theron appeared yet? No, 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 no. So uh, I thought the entrance was amazing. I thought yeah. the, the his lines were great. Uh, I yeah. like in that episode for sure. And like, the, the, like I don't know how you cannot watch episode eight and not be excited about what like unless it's like we're not going to get those stories told. Sure, I can understand that. But like mm. we have like the Mortis God, God arc to look forward to. We have yeah. uh, what's going to happen with Ahsoka and Sabine on uh, Peridia now, and we have. Uh, Ezra, what? How did he get off the ship? And like, I'll I'll, t- I'll say I know I'm going on a giant tangent here. I'll say this: you know what story I'm really looking forward to is I can't. I I hope maybe whether whether it's a Timothy Zahn trilogy or whatever, the storytelling of when the end of Rebels to the beginning of Ahsoka, like it. That's largely mm-hmm. we start a lot yeah. of assumptions, right? Like, how did Ezra and Thrawn separate? What happened when they landed in this galaxy? how did they find the great mothers, you know, like all this stuff. Like there's a lot yeah. of like yeah. meaty stuff there that I personally cannot wait for. For, for me, the, the Ahsoka finale was flat because there was no promise. You, we can assume that the, that more is coming, but with star Wars, you know, there's been so many empty promises that have come mm-hmm. to pass. And the biggest one really is at the end of solo when Maul's like, Hey, Kira, come visit me. That's never, we're never going to see that happen. We're never going to see what's going on there unless they they might make a comic or a book or whatever but that doesn't count so that was my one concern but now with Filoni in this position and he's kind of like right beside Kathleen Kennedy going to make all these decisions weaving in and out the stories I think Brock were guaranteed a second season of soaking up but but beyond that what excites me is with Rebels and I and I really saw it in Rebels, and that was his his big thing. Was the first season of Rebels is whatever, right? It's like the Disney, like it's Disney fine. Okay, fine. It was it was fine. And then the last episode, they killed the Grand Inquisitor, or the finale, I should say. And then the second season, it becomes like a really solid Star Wars show with a lot of lore, and it expands the lore and characters that you grow to really love and appreciate and want to see more of and ahsoka like you said Arda, is a continuation of that and what's really exciting is now there can be a continuation of that on top of that continuation and now you can flesh out this story in all these other directions because feloni you know the space whales is the greatest thing to ever happen and when that episode came Oh, this is a filler episode. Remember, Brock? Like everyone's yep. complaining oh, it's a filler yeah. episode of Rebels, and now it's like they are such a big part of Star Wars. Uh, the Purgles, I know what they're called, uh, <laughs> but they're such a big part now. That that Filoni's so good at that. He's so good at leaving little breadcrumbs. Yeah, and you're like, why am I watching this? And then all of a sudden, like four episodes later, you forgot it, and then uh, you're like, oh, that thing Incredible. that happened. Yeah. Is a big part of it. So I'm that excites me the most about Filoni. On, on top of obviously being the Padawan to George Lucas, and he always references he always references George Lucas. And I think the biggest upside to him being in this position now officially is is the respect that he has for Star Wars and for the storytelling of Star Wars. And I think that's gonna uh be let me put it this way. 
I believe that Dave has more than earned our respect to let him cook. Mm-hmm. Let me put it that mm-hmm. way. I think that I think that I'm completely willing to be patient and willing to see what's coming here. And I'm actually quite excited about it. Let me let me give you guys a comparison. I I I I see a lot of stuff. I worked at WWE for a while, and I was in the pro wrestling. You know this, James. Like while I was at Rogers TV, I was doing a lot of like wrestling in in the in the independent scene in Ontario, that kind of stuff as like a promoter and and uh, ring announcer. I find a lot of similarities, and I'm not saying this negatively. I think Star Wars fans are dope. I think that the universe we play in is awesome. I know that there's you know positive negative out there, but I'm I'm focusing on the positive. I will say this. I believe that a lot the similarities between Star Wars fans and pro wrestling fans, I have like the Venn diagram is very, very tight. <laughs> I think that I think that there are like stark similarities. And I think the biggest similarity is when I'm talking to a Star Wars fan uh, that is very passionate about what they love, which is totally cool. Consume and love and appreciate the art however you want to appreciate it. That's totally cool. I'm totally on board with that. What I noticed from pro wrestling fans uh, in particular were when they fell most in love with a certain era of pro wrestling, be it the 80s rock and wrestling era, be it the 90s attitude era, be it the 2000s ruthless aggression era, whatever it may be, right? All of those eras were very distinct and all of those eras were very different in their presentation, the superstars, the tenor, the you know, even the, the the TV rating of those of those uh, of those genres or that the eras of shows, right? But as many of those fans will always compare what is happening today in pro wrestling to what it happened back then, and when they were at their when when it was at their core and when it was the part of their identity when they loved it the most, right? And I find that like I I see that a lot uh, among Star Wars fans as well. And I think that we all kind of get caught up in that. It's almost like, well, here's why it's almost like the the paradigm is here's why I don't like this particular thing because here's why it didn't compare to what I loved 40 years ago and whatever the case may be. Right. And I, I don't, I, I mean, I'm not doing that as much. I can see why people do it, but I definitely see the similarities uh, among pro wrestling fans. And that's not a bad thing because pro wrestling fans are also very passionate. They love pro wrestling. They fight for pro wrestling. They support and 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 it's part of their moral fabric, right? It's part of their identity. And uh, Star Wars fans are very much the same and it's part of me. And I love that. And I have no shame in that. So mm-hmm. I, 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 it's why it's, it's why I enjoy talking to both fan bases because I, I, I find a lot of similarities. Star Wars is funny because you bring up the 40 years ago. But what ha- I think what happened though in the last uh, maybe eight years, especially since Force Awakens, is that the prequels kids are now the nostalgic ones as well. Yeah, and they're nostalgic for twenty years ago, twenty five years ago, and and it's tough because you've got part of the fan base is forty years ago, part of the fan base is twenty years ago, and then you have the ones that are coming up now, and it's just it's hard to maintain that. So you've got to just. I, you know, you just got to do what you got to do and you hope something pops like Mandalorian came out. And I think all the generations enjoyed the first season of Mandalorian. You know, I think people were on board with all that and you just got to, you know, not everything is going to hit for everybody, but you got to take your, your chances and just make sure whatever you're doing is tell a good story. That's what I, that's all I look forward to. Yeah. 
That's why we love Star Wars because more more yeah. often than uh, very often we get fantastic stories with great characters and terrific visuals and cool fights and yeah, it's great. Star Wars is the best. We all know it. It's the best. We should do a podcast about it. <laughs> you should do a podcast about it. Otherwise, otherwise, why would you be talking about it every single week, right? Exactly. I thought, I thought this was a team's call for next quarter's financial <laughs> updates. This is wild. Has this been about Star Wars the entire teams. time? Wow, look at you. Teams. No, Zoom, Zoom is malding right now. No, no, no. It's all about... Seven, seven years Brock thought these were... Uh... Quarterly. <laughs> is that how long the, you guys have been doing the podcast? Seven yeah, years? Seven, yeah. Wow, seven years, good for yeah, you. Steve, yeah. Our lives have changed greatly during this. Yeah. Because of the podcast. Mostly because of the podcast. We can't go anywhere. We can't leave our houses. That's why I moved to the woods. I had to live in Salt. <laughs> anyway, uh, what do you guys think of the Ray movie coming up and the James Mangold uh, movie that these movies are probably not going to happen before this announcement? But like now that Filoni's there, like is he overseeing these movies to make sure they make some sort of sense and tie in? Because I think the one you know, one of the, the complaints of the, the sequels was that there was no overall plan, right? Like, and I think in time that might not be valid anymore, but I think it felt valid when you watch them as they're going on. So do you think those movies are still going to happen? And how much will change to kind of make, maybe make them connect more to whatever do you guys think? I think I think they'll happen because like he was still, you know, one of the top guys during those. I would assume during their like, let's make these. Well, we're gonna make an announcement about three movies, and they're gonna be this. So it's like, I don't feel like he's gonna be like James Gunn's. Like I'm in charge now, and we will reset <laughs> everything. It's like, no, I I and I I don't. I don't know. Maybe one day we'll find out that he's like a real like taskmaster master on site or, or like in pre-production or something like that. But like, yeah, I think it'll still go if there if a script finishes if they can make it happen. But as we always say, until there's a trailer, nothing yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah, but also uh, in that Vanity Fair article, they referenced a bunch of the announced projects uh, as still being uh, worked on so you know until Let's until go. until we hear something uh that it's canceled or something like that then we can assume or at least be uh optimistic that they will occur i think the ray look for me the ray movie i know people don't want the ray movie because everybody apparently now hates ray or never liked ray or whatever or ray's boring or whatever for me though my thing with ray is that movie, whether it's about Ray or not, you gotta get to that future. You have to get past the sequels. Mm, you mm. have to keep going forward. I, I like. I love where we are. And the acolyte's exciting for where it is, of course. But like, I love where the Mandalorian is. I love playing in that era. But we've seen how that all kind of shapes up and ends. So just let like let's go forward. Let's play a little bit forward. I think you can tell like with Ray as a character and supporting characters around you can tell a really cool interesting story that will capture our imagination with with that you don't like I, i'm really excited i hope they don't lose sight of that i hope they move forward and i hope they reinvigorate the future of stars because so i brought this up earlier today brock because it's thanksgiving i brought this up earlier ahsoka reminded me how much i love lightsabers because Andor and like Boba Fett and Mandalorian, I'm like, yeah, let's, uh, you know, I don't miss lightsabers. Then Ahsoka, Ezra lights one up in a ship without using it. I'm like, Frack, 
I miss lightsabers, you know. Like, <laughs> I, I love lightsabers. I realized at that moment, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, this is what Star Wars feels like. So I hope we get more of that in the future. Uh, and Daisy Ridley did an article or an interview today that dropped that said oh. that um, she uh, she said here uh, the quote is. So far, I know the story of one film, and I think people will be very excited. Uh, it, and she goes on to say it was not what she expected. So take 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 that with however you like. But that's what I, Daisy Ridley said to Collider. I believe that is the Gummy Bears movie based on the 80s cartoon <laughs> show. She's, she's like, you're not going to see this one, Kevin. <laughs> Bouncing here and there and everywhere. <laughs> oh, I would be in on that. You yeah. sold me. <laughs> And it's in the Star Wars universe. Fantastic. Look, as long as you okay, here, here we go. I've got to ask this question because it's not in the odds because I know we're going to talk about this. But next season of Ahsoka or Mandalorian, will there be a ship in space that has the same appearance, maybe color scheme as Go Transit? Are we going to get that in space? Carson's so it's, a- it's, yep, yep. It's going to be yeah. uh, Hera's ship. Uh, cause she's got the green vibes, perfect, right? Perfect. Uh, and so it'll be a, um, yeah, it'll be a caboose. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yes, it will be uh, spoiler alerts. I've been, uh, yeah, that's, it's coming. <laughs> the doors will open. I'll go bing, bong, bong. Yeah. Oh, no, wait, that's clear of the scene. closing doors. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was going to say. Carson Tevez X-Wing would get repainted in the green and gray. I'm like, oh. Yes, I can see that. Those I'm all cool. on a Presto cards. <laughs> uh, X-Wing 48 coming next season, next year to Disney+. Plus. Yes, yes. We're gonna have, I like I have it. I like it. <laughs> Train 48. Who would have what, was Train 48 the, the drama? Is that the reality yeah. show on the Go Train? No. I missed that. Yeah. It well, it was a fake reality show. Oh, it was a fake reality show. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it was one of those like it was like a scripted Jersey Shore, but Go Train. Basic. It was. It was. I, a I show. never saw it, so yeah, I, yeah. I I I heard. I, now my memory is being jogged. But yeah. I don't yeah, remember. Yeah. Okay, that's it was, what it was. Got it was it. on CHCH. Okay. You remember that channel? C-H-C-H? Oh, TV Eleven. Let's go. <laughs> TV Eleven. Go. Come on now. But it was. I thought like... it was on. I thought it was on Global. I. Oh. I on hey, C-H-C-H. what a step up. Um, but anyways, like I actually looked it up because I was like, how many episodes did Paul uh, Sun Young Lee do? He did like 250 episodes. I'm like, that show had that many episodes. I think it was like it was five a days daily. A week. Oh, yeah, he was, was on Train 48 too. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah, know yeah, that. Yeah. And it was oh, like that's awesome. Na 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 train. Are you gonna play the thing? Oh my gosh. I, I actually worked with a guy that was one of like the backup characters, but it was like the whole premise is they're on the train talking to each other, and you get pieces of their story each day. And they're just sitting. That's like, awesome. There's one set. It's a train. <laughs> That's yeah. it. They don't leave the train. They just sit in the car. That's it. <laughs> it was on for like it was on well 250 episodes wow. clearly so. There you go, and that's hundred percent where Filoni got his obsession from. Hundred percent. Arda, when you talk to Filoni, ask him that. Ask him. I I, I can't. I I need to know uh, yeah. where the love for Go Transit began. As well, as something as, as the transit that I rode to and from work for years and years. I need to know. I gotta be honest with you. The Go Train from Union to Oshawa after a Leaf game. 
horrible. It's like <laughs> it's tough. two it's hours. Tough. You stop at every single mm-hmm. stop. Um, it, and then I have Standing an hour. room only. You're like, crammed oh, in. So yep. yep. It was great. It, it's still the best I way to it. go. I, I mean, du- the double decker is a great system. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But yep. it, yeah. uh, it it can be it can be rough it can be. I still chose it over driving, so that'll tell you what you need. Oh, hundred percent. No, no <laughs> way. I want to drive. No way. Avoid the four hundred one at all costs, please. All costs. DVP. That's all you gotta know. DVP. You're just saying highways now. I'm just yeah. saying highways. Just no, that's the one you got. The QEW. <laughs> the no, Red the DV- Hill Valley. <laughs> can't We're get just out yelling, of- yelling highways now. <laughs> all right. Uh, Brock, we uh, we spoke to Patreon Disney Desi about Star whoa, Cruiser. Whoa. We should go and tell that to Tanja Conja Club. Let's tell, tell that to Conja Club. Conja Club wants their investment back too. I never made a deal with Conja Club. Tell that to Conja Club. All right, tell that to Conja Club. It's been a while, James, and we have a special guest, Disney Desi. Yeah. One of our favorite people is on the show today. To talk about the, what is it when a ship goes away? It's not a maiden voyage it's, anymore. It has gone into d- dry dock. There we go, dry dock. I was like, is it an old maid voyage? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but you were one of the the lucky few to go on the Star Cruiser on like the, wh- when did you go? The last two I weeks? went the last weekend. So oh the last Saturday, Sunday cruise. Nice, wow. nice, nice. Uh, but you had, had you been on it before? No, no I hadn't. This was, um, because it, it is pretty expensive, but as an annual pass holder, I was waiting for them to release annual pass holder discounts because I figured that was coming at some point. Yeah. As soon as they announced annual pass holder discounts, I started getting um, people together. I had two other people ready to go. We were looking for a fourth. And then mm-hmm. they announced it's closing completely. Oh. And by the way, we're not going to give anybody annual pass holder discounts. If you want one of these cruises, you have to pay full price. Oh, wow. Yeah. But so you so, were actually... You were planning on going before you heard it was shut down then or closing mm-hmm. down. Yeah. Okay. So okay. I was talking with my travel agent about it and I was like, we need to find a fourth person unless you want to be our fourth. And she's like, <laughs> actually. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> no way. So my travel agent wound up being the fourth woman in our room. So and your, four your travel agent is, crazy is, ladies. And it's Daisy Ridley as your travel agent, which was yeah. wild also. <laughs> no, no, she like, wound up her her character was she was the queen of Bespin. Oh, Bespin. okay. And you, of course, were you came up with you told us right before we started recording one of the yeah. most unique Star Wars names uh, you could have. <laughs> so bad, I felt like I was put on the spot. I didn't realize until I got there how into it everybody was going to be. I. I brought Mon Mothma outfits and first order outfits thinking I'm probably going to be the crazy one. I'm going to stick out. No, I look <laughs> completely normal compared to some of these people. <laughs> there was somebody in full Cad Bane costume, blue face, everything. Wow. There, there were multiple Twi'leks. Like people went all out for <laughs> this. And so the first time a cast member asked me what my name was, I said, Desi. And he's like, that's it? And I was like, Captain Desi? <laughs> I had on my... some high rank. <laughs> I, I had on my first order outfit. I don't know. So I had the hat on, the yeah. gray cape. I, 
I'd argue that's a good name. That's like that feels like a Star Wars name where it's like <laughs> that kind of sounds like a normal name, but then also has an exotic vibe to it. You know what I mean? Or like we live in a galaxy where there's like Cad Bane. I mean and Luke. <laughs> like it's just like I like it. I think your name works great. You could also like do it like in a Star yeah, Wars exactly. spelling too, so. with like a D apostrophe. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I should have done like totally get away apostrophe Z I something like yeah, that. Yeah, there you go. Bam! <laughs> yeah, now yeah, you're yeah. Star Wars. Where's your action figure? Um, I did actually have an artist create me an action figure. So <laughs> amazing, I'll have to amazing. tweet that later. <laughs> Is that on Walmart? Is that um, get that at Walmart? Uh, I don't think you can get it at Walmart, unfortunately. <laughs> but yeah, shout what out was to Adam it? Chifling. What was... <laughs> nice, nice. What was it like in the rooms? Like, what? Well, I mean, I I feel like we've heard heard this, but like, what was your experience? So sleeping in a room because I heard it's I, tight. I had heard that it was tight, um, mm. but I had also been on multiple cruises before. So when I got in there, I was like, "This isn't tight at all compared to like a <laughs> cruise ship cabin. This is." spacious we had four women in there each of us got our own bed um one of my aunts got the large queen size bed i got the top bunk my other aunt got the bottom bunk and then my friend who was our travel agent got um kind of like this twin size bunk that was like a murphy bed that pulled down and Mm. it was fine it was spacious the bathroom was huge, so that was completely different than going on a cruise ship. Uh, mm. Plenty plenty of room. I didn't find any problem at all. And we hardly spent any time in the room anyway. Mm. Um, but while we were in the room, they did have kind of like an AI droid assistant where we could talk with her, interact with her, and she'd be able to tell us about things that were going mm. on in the ship, um, give us some advice. So it was it was really cool and interactive. And even at night, she's like, "Would you like to hear a bedtime story?" And she <laughs> said, "Yes, we would like to hear a bedtime story." And she basically laid out the whole Star Wars saga for us. So no was way. Yeah. <laughs> and it then started like who, oh, did the story start with uh, like like how you who Yang was like in a galaxy far far away sort of thing? Yeah, actually. It... So it it started out like that, and because I was with the First Order and everybody else was with the Resistance, the mm. um, the AI droid assistant, D3, she started telling the story to them and definitely had like a Resistance vibe to it. So I was like, ah. Mm. So I went to go take a shower and I came back and she was still telling them the story. It was a really <laughs> long bedtime story. Wow. That's crazy. Because you That's all crazy. through the night. <laughs> nice, nice. So like, there's like, Things you could like, do you leave the Star Cruiser and go into like Batu? Or like yes. I've been I've heard there's like things you do in the Star Cruiser, like missions and activities, mm-hmm. or how does a day in the Star Cruiser look? So the the first day you're kind of getting acclimated to the ship. They um mm. it is luxurious. When I say like mm. it is first class, and it wasn't just like an expensive trip just because it was Star Wars, everything was first class. Mm. You arrive, everybody is valet. Um, Even when I arrived at like the guard gate, the guard was really great and interactive because I rolled up, I said, bright suns. He's like, oh, we don't see bright suns here. That's on Beth too. Here Mm. we say good journey. Um, Mm. And I also, because I showed up in my first order attire because I wanted everybody to know right off the bat who I was aligned with. 
um, he had a droid with him who was like nervous to see me. And he's like, oh, what, what are you guys here celebrating? And I said, uh, I don't know, girls weekend. And he's like, oh, oh, okay. He's like, it's on his radio. He's like, hey, yep. Want to let you know the, they're coming. They're coming. They're here. <laughs> it was so funny. Um, we rolled up. They valet. They take all of our bags, tag it. Um, they give you what they call an M band, which is a magic band, basically. Oh. Um, and they take your photo with the Galactic Star Cruiser sign. They offer you, I guess, sort of like in theme snacks and um, mm. stuff just while you're waiting to get in. Because we showed up early, of course, because I wanted to get in the second the doors opened. Nice. Um, they gave us like frozen grapes and um, you know, just beverages and stuff while we were waiting. And when they let you in, there's this whole like um, pre story story where they're basically like okay if there's an emergency here's what you do okay but here's what happens if it's a real emergency yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's wow that's crazy because there, there's like quote unquote emergencies where you have to meet up at your muster stations so, uh, okay and then like okay but if there's a an actual emergency here's Go what ahead. you have to do um <laughs> And then you get escorted to your room. Um, like each group had their own cast member escorting them to their room. Well, first you take a transport up to the ship, mm. which was incredible. And I don't think I realized it until my final day that it, I think it's actually an elevator. <laughs> <laughs> the way they they did it, it looked like you were going up into space and you know docking at the ship. Um, you get escorted to your room, you unpack, and then there's a lunch waiting for you. And then, um, you know, as soon as we were done with lunch, I noticed that there was like, I don't know, like a, a screen there that I tried like tapping my magic band on to see what would happen. And because mm. it, it had said like mm. crew only. So I, I tried tapping my magic band on it and like pushing buttons and stuff. And then all of a sudden I get a notification on my phone. Ooh, I see that you... Uh, <laughs> you're you're a bit of a rebel or something like that so um it's oh, wow. really interactive like you start getting missions right off the bat and it starts asking you questions like when you um when you first get your when you check in they t you know tell you to download this app to your data pad which is your mobile phone mm -hmm. um and you answer a whole bunch of questions and i let them know right off the bat i am with the first order mm -hmm. um my aunt tried to be with like the Jedi path and then my other two uh, women who are in the room wanted to go with the resistance. Um, but because she wound up answering questions the same as her sister and my friend, they all wound up going the resistance path, but there are multiple paths you could take. You could either be first order, which I chose because, you know, I had to be on whichever side Kylo Ren was on. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the resistance there's the scoundrel path so um some there's a character with kind of like a han personality where mm. they're kind of skirting both sides um huh. there's one that's like a love story musical one huh. i don't even know how you get on that one um and then there's a jedi path where um, i did not know this there's a there's a room that is a climate simulator where it's basically you just go outside 
And they say, oh, okay. this is to get you acclimated to the Batu atmosphere because uh. Batu has three sons. So yeah. you might want to, you know, experience what it's like to have three sons. Because <laughs> um, that's what it is like in Florida. Wow. When so, yeah. So in, when did you choose uh, being the first, or like when do you make that decision? Um, I had made that decision before I arrived. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, didn't even, you didn't even need to know. <laughs> But, but is there like did you like when you when you book your ticket or whatever? Did they send you a slip in the mail, being like fill this no. one? No. So it's after you arrive um, okay. on your data pad. They start asking you questions. Like the the captain is like, "Oh, hello, welcome to the Shangrila Starline Halcyon Star Cruiser. Um, we're so excited for your visit. I hear that there might be some uh, first order activity on the ship. How do you feel about that?" And it gives you like some predetermined answers, which is like, oh no, that's horrible. Or I don't have, I don't have allegiances <laughs> or I trust whatever the force does oh. or, oh. you know, I, I believe in the first order's cause, which obviously I chose. <laughs> I believe yeah. in the first order's cause. Wow. That's wow. That's crazy. So like, uh, what was I gonna also ask? Oh shoot! Anyways, it, like it sounds awesome. Oh, how, how was the food? Like Disney's usually pretty good, but like being a Dis Disney aficionado, like where does it stack up on other resorts? So I actually really liked the food. Um, mm. Something I thought was really cool was in the atrium area. It was you know you could have they had three different types of water for you to choose from that you mm. know you could fill up your cup at any given time. There was also um, yeah. free blue and green milk that you can just serve yourself at mm. any given time. Um, they had snacks, um, you know, just throughout the day. And in the bar area, they had snacks that were also complimentary included with your voyage, which I feel like if they were to redo it, they could probably make some of these things like add on. Like if I wanted the cheese plate that came with like multiple different kinds of cheeses, but they were, you know, all different colors so that they look star Warsy. Um, mm. Yeah. And they were in a smoker. So it was like a big glass um, covering and then oh. it was all smoky wow. and then they take the glass off and then the smoke dissipates <laughs> and then there's your cheese and crackers. And it was just really well done. Um, oh that gosh. was delicious. Um, and the, the food that they had every night was really good. Um, mm -hmm. I think the only thing I didn't really love was the peanut butter and jelly, which it kind of looked like a bao bun, but with peanut butter and jelly inside, which I had oh, been told was really good, but it just, it wasn't my thing, but everything sounds, else was delicious. That sounds like a Disney thing where you're like, it's, or like, it's like when you go to the fair, it's like the most random food together. And you're like, this could be very, very good. Uh, that's wild though. Bao bun with peanut, peanut butter and jelly. I appreciate all your uh, posts of what you were wearing that weekend. I got to ask, do you make your own costumes or did you buy all like, just like everything looks so authentic. I'm like, so the, the Mon Mothma outfits, I just bought those, you know, mm, cosplay gotcha. outfits as is from like mm -hmm. Etsy or something like that. Mm -hmm. Cause if you buy it off of Amazon or, you know, a generic, um, you know, costume place, like mm. a spirit Halloween, it's going to be cheap. So I wanted mm. like the real stuff. The so real that, stuff, yeah. that I bought, 
Um, and then my first order attire that, um, that was stuff that I had cobbled together from a bunch of different things. So it wasn't like I sewed it, but it was like I picked different mm. pieces to put together to uh. look like a, a first order outfit. And then the hat I just bought on Batu, but yeah, that, prior to coming. The hat looks so good. I was like, I didn't even know you could buy a hat, but I've also been there. So I'm like, I know the merchandise there is crazy. Like All the stuff in the background is, did any of that get bought on the Star Cruiser or is it mostly yes. just in a Batu? Um, well, a Chewbacca and his life day outfit, you had to buy, you know, on planet. But everything else is yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh and, and Ben Solo is from yeah, on yeah. planet. But everything else is oh, from the Star awesome. Cruiser. Including my drinks. So this is one of the drinks that I got on the ship. Yeah. Um it came in this glass. So to get the glass was like thirty dollars or something like that. But like <laughs> yeah. your your drink was thirty dollars and the glass was included. So I'm like, well, yeah, I'm gonna get that. Yeah, drink. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. My I have my Ewok uh tiki mug just sitting over there or like the endor one that you can get at the bar it's it's amazing how they'll rope you in like immediately uh any regrets about going on the star cruiser or has my, it all my biggest regret is that i can't go again um, <laughs> like i said my biggest regret was not booking an earlier cruise so that i could try to get on another cruise because mm. i had heard oh you do it once and then that's it like that's I feel like that's what people who haven't been on it say like, right. oh, you go on once. You already know the storyline. There's no reason to go again. Yeah. I know the first order storyline that I took. I didn't even know there was a love story, <laughs> like <laughs> musical thing yeah. going on. Um, I, I didn't know that in the climate simulator that if you took the Jedi path, they taught you how to make the rocks levitate. I was oh, like, no what? Way. Those yeah, rocks yeah. levitate because yeah, yeah, I was yeah. with the first order and I had seen that people had like stacked up their rocks. I pushed them over. Just <laughs> I mean like that. <laughs> That's amazing. Like, oh, uh, uh, just to like, I've been on Rise of the Resistance, which has a whole thing before you even get on the ride. Is it, is that experience of getting into that? Uh, sorry, it's a Star Destroyer in Rise of the Resistance. Is it similar or better when you get on the Star, uh, the, the star Cruiser? It's it's better, yeah. <laughs> wow. I would say it was better, for wow. sure. Um, I, I have, very impressive. I I, the price of it, though, was kind of extraordinary, mm. right? It was, it was so, a lot. I, I don't even know how much it was. but It was $6,000 a room, but split between four people. That was yeah. like 1500 each. That so the prices now that I know the price, but it turned a lot of people away from it, right? Like a lot of people mm -hmm. like that's over my budget. Now that you've experienced it, do you think that that it was wise to make the rooms that costly? Could they have brought it down a little bit? Do you think that there was maybe a better way to market it to people to get them to go see it? Because obviously you you're kind of selling me on it, and I was like, yeah, well, but like it it just seems like they've somewhere they fa they failed somewhere in it. They failed to like market the price, it. 100%. Yeah, like the price of it, they marketed yeah. it like it's a Star Wars hotel and that's yeah. it. And if you're thinking I'm paying $1,500 a person yeah. for two nights in a hotel, that sucks. Yeah. Or that's just wildly expensive. Um, yeah, I get it. But it is so much more than a hotel. And like I said, everything was so first class. And then having all those snacks included um just the way that the cast members interacted with you the full storyline the immersion 
getting to do the lightsaber training and the bridge training. And when I was with the first order, we took over the ship and we shut everything down and we <laughs> took over the bridge. <laughs> and, like there, there was just so much going on at any one time. Um, and even the cast members who weren't the quote unquote actors, like the cast members just like in the shop were amazing to interact with. Um, I had heard that there were special pins that if you were with the resistance, you could get these pins. Um, so there was like a secret code word um, to get the pin. So I went up to the cast member who was at the store and I said, ignite the spark, which was mm -hmm. the secret code word, which is fine for me to say now. It's a spoiler yeah. because yeah. nobody's <laughs> going on it anymore. So yeah. I, I told her ignite the spark and she went over to like the secret cabinet that was yeah. like underneath and had to like pull it out and like, you know, <laughs> like nobody was watching Wow! And, and pulled it and was about to pull it out before my aunt goes, no, don't give it to her. She's with the first order. <laughs> and she slams the door shut. And it's like, is that true? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Me? I would never be with the first order. That's ridiculous. Oh my god! Hat on. <laughs> no, it was uh, it was the last night, so I was in my mom moth and outfit, not my first god, order amazing. outfit. Um, so oh it was god. it was a lot of haggling back and forth, trying to mm. insist that I would never be with the first order. <laughs> Did you get it? Oh, I got the pins. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they wouldn't <laughs> turn you away. <laughs> Oh, then I gotta find it because it's a yeah. it's a special thing. It sounds like it's, it's like, like a murder that. mystery, but over like two days. Oh, so that's oh, I love that's pins. the pin, yeah. but then like secretly you can open it up and then you get oh, wow. wow. so cool. Wow. I just it is I get it. I think some people just like go to Disney and they don't understand like why am I paying all this money? But it's just like if you really like take the time i think people's expectations are so high at times it's like if you already see it as like a hassle to spend money just to get into the park then you're not gonna have a good time you're not it's not gonna be great but like when my wife and i go we that's how we've like fallen in love with it. it's like just we're just going we're not gonna set any expectations it's like i think the only time my wife has been mad was trying to understand genie plus when it was first <laughs> No, sorry, uh, Fast Pass, but like the, before Genie Plus. Oh, yeah. Like once we understood it, it's like, and then like what you're saying with just like, there's the experience plus there's extra stuff if you, you know, really explore, like that's Disney. Like if you pay, yes, you have to pay for a magic band or whatever, but in, in certain parts of the park, if you touch something, things happen. And it's like, there's a whole storyline happening. It's like, it's wild. So it's like, I got to ask you this because you're a Disney expert and I've, I found it fascinating when you read the history of like the park, it's like, there's certain things that like fail. Like it's like, this isn't the first thing that's been shut down. Like there's parts of uh, that park and like Disney world where like, there's this like abandoned parks. What do you think is going to happen with this? Is if it going to go away or? If I had to guess, they're going to figure out a way to make everything add-ons. So you mm. can go, you can stay in the hotel, but I still think that the, just staying in the hotel is going to be wildly expensive yeah. because there's only 100 rooms. So mm. if you figure there's only 100 rooms, they're going to still make those rooms like $1,000 a night. So like minimum, because I think my annual pass holder discount eight years ago, for like my one year wedding anniversary, 
was $700 a night at the Polynesian. So it's probably even more than that now. And that was Mm -hmm. with my AP discount. Um, I'm sure it's even more than that now for like the Grand Floridian. So thinking about how expensive just the hotel rooms are going to be. And then if you want to go to the bar, they're probably going to upcharge those drinks more than they were. Um, The Sabak table, I never actually got to play Sabak because the Mm -hmm. table was always full, but it was hollow Sabak, which I thought was really cool. Oh, get out of here. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I got to, I got to watch other people playing and it looked like fun. So awesome. Um, you probably, if you want to do a Sabak tournament, that's going to be extra. If you want to do the lightsaber training, that's going to be extra. If you want to do the bridge (laughs) training, that's going to be extra. Um, so, and like the dinner show, because they had, um, basically their version of Taylor Swift came on board and did a concert. Right. Um, Right. So if you want to do the dinner show, that'll be extra. And then if, if I had my way or my hope, maybe like once a month or once every other weekend or something like that, they would do the full experience where if you wanted the full experience, you could go on and Mm -hmm. do it. That would be my hope. It's, it's not a bad idea. Like, but you're, you're optimistic that like, if they bring it back, it'll still be a hotel. They won't like retrofit it into some kind of other star Wars experience. Yeah. My other thought is they will take what the hotel space is and turn mm-hmm. that into more lightsaber training that they can mm. charge people for. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's just like as much as I would wouldn't really want to spend that much money on it. it. You're right. I have heard that like it's just this. It's a, the exact same amount to go to the park for like two to three days and stay on the resort. You're gonna pay at least almost a thousand dollars per person, depending on what you're what you're doing. So it's like. The amount that you are paying for is not that that yeah. exorbitant. And, like, you know, again, I got to split it with three other women. I lived yeah. here. I didn't have to take yeah. a flight anywhere. Yeah, um, true. Yeah, yeah. So for flight. me, it was worth every penny. Mm-hmm. You know, I could it's see cool. how if someone was like $6,000 because I got to bring my spouse and our two kids. That's yeah. crazy. Um, yeah. Luckily, my husband's not as crazy as me. So he was... <laughs> Willing to stay at home with the kids while nice, mommy nice. went to space. Uh, yeah. And then he, he got his own weekend and he went to Toronto. <laughs> that was his which guy's is, weekend. Which they, which they call the Disney World of the North. That's what they call <laughs> Disney World of the North. Everyone knows that. It's it's wild what you're saying about this because I'm trying, I'm just like, because I heard about it and I was like, it wasn't really my thing. I was like, whatever, it is, it is it's not for me. That's fine. And then they they released it, and I didn't think like I didn't even know what the money was. I just knew it was expensive. Brock said it on a Hollow News once, and I was just like, then yeah. I forgot. But that that was again, it wasn't my thing. And then I saw uh, videos of like when they had like the sneak previews for like the media and stuff go in, and it wasn't really doing anything for me. I'm like, eh, this isn't <laughs> my thing because it looked like exactly what yeah. you said, Desi, where it was like, this is just a hotel and everything Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I'm not, I'm like, why don't, but what you're saying is like, there's a story, like it was a murder mystery where you're like, it's a story, you're mm-hmm. a part of this story and you got to figure out that is to me a lot more enticing than, Hey, here's some, 
here's some aliens, but there's just people in costumes singing and stuff like that. That would be fun atmosphere for when you're a part of the story, as opposed to I'm going to spend all this money to to just sit in a hotel. Which again, they're and they're not really outside, right? The windows are fa- are phony. They're false windows, right? Faux right. windows, we say in Toronto, faux windows. And uh, so it's that it just it's like what you're saying that was never conveyed in anything that I read about I the Star Cruiser at all. I know. Yeah. People- I think that people hate on it because they don't understand what it is. And Disney didn't even know how to explain to people what it was without <laughs> maybe giving it away. Um, so it it's just, it was truly a wonderful, one-of-a-kind experience that I it blew my mind. And I would do it again. And I think it was worth the money. That's awesome. Uh, well, I'm glad you got to see it before I it like went away so but i i totally get what you mean though like i've been there and it's like this is wild like the two star wars rides are like the most amazing rides i've ever been on and it's just like wow um and and disney spends that money to like improve their i mean we did a new story where they're like some robotics thing made a new yeah. droid that actually does move around and stuff yeah. and i'm like and then the next day i'm like oh i saw the video they're like they, they actually do have it at the thing i'm like it's a uh, cal kestis's droid what's its name bd1 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 yeah yeah i was just like well and yeah it's not just wheels it's not an r2 that wheeling it's over no it's like, it's has locomotion motion yeah I'm like, have you seen that yet or just seen videos of it? I've just seen videos of it because I think it's only at Disneyland right now, unfortunately. Oh, right, 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 right. The lesser of the two Disney's. (laughs) The lesser. I've never been to the one in California, so it is the lesser. I only go to the top notch. (laughs) I've I've been to the one in California just for me personally. I, I thought it was lackluster because I walked in and I saw the castle and I just started laughing and I was like, where's the rest of it? It's basically the size of a large house. It doesn't look like a castle really? at all. Yeah. Oh well, it's old. I, what other takeaways do you have? Like for, like, I'm just trying to think how they didn't market it properly. That's what's driving me nuts right now. I, is the idea that it was it was so cool and interactive that they they didn't like. I I love the different choices that you made could affect the story and actors had to think on the fly and make changes and you know for for example there was one time i happened across um a guy from the resistance stealing um some coaxium and i was like lieutenant lieutenant look this mechanic over here is stealing the coaxium and (laughs) because I alerted the first order to it, that probably changed how the story played out. I, th- wow. I thought that was really cool. Choose your own adventure, man. I've, I've waited for this my whole life, and now I'll never get to experience it in real time. <laughs> it, it Did you get to meet Kylo? I didn't, um, I didn't meet him. There, w- there was a point in time. This was my probably my favorite part, just for me as a Raylo. Um, when we took over the bridge, um, the... Cat, the lieutenant called up his next in line, I think maybe Colonel. He called the Colonel and was like, we're here on the ship. We've taken it over. Ray is on board. And the Colonel's like, she means nothing to me. And then Kylo like shoves him out of the way and pops in and is like, she means something to me. Uh. And, like, <laughs> and he's like, we're coming. So I'm like, oh my 
<laughs> You're like, that, worth that it. Book the next but <laughs> book next year. I know that people complained that it oh it's sequel trilogy. To be honest, even though I am a huge Raylo, I'm probably the biggest sequel trilogy fan that I know, other than maybe you guys, other than you know, the ending of the Rise of Skywalker. Um <laughs> I I didn't even care. I didn't care that it was Kylo and Ray. I was more invested yeah. in the captain of the ship, Gaia, the mm. singer, the, um, you know, Lieutenant Croy, the first order guy, like the characters who were on the ship and the droids that I interacted with, like SK, all of them were fantastic. Like those characters mattered more to me and more to the story than Kylo and Ray. I mean, Chewbacca was there too, but everybody loves Chewbacca and yeah. he's from all of the storylines. So um, I don't think that it matters what timeline yeah. it's in. If they made it, you know, yeah. original trilogy, maybe more people would come, more people would show up, more people would spend the money. But honestly, if they had swapped out Darth Vader for Kylo Ren or vice versa, it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter because that part of the storyline yeah. is only at the very end and isn't isn't a big deal of my experience i feel like they don't like there's they don't seem to trust star wars as a brand fully because if you remember when but two was coming out it was going to be original trilogy and then Iger saw the dailies for the force awakens and changed the sequel trilogy and now this is like sequel trilogy and and what you're saying makes sense because when you're talking about it, I don't even think of any Star Wars characters because you're just in the Star Wars world. It's mm-hmm. and and it's almost like they need to trust the brand more than the characters that they because they're obviously using Kylo and Rey to to attract people to come to the Star Star Cruiser, but that's not what the attraction is. The attraction is being a part of the Star Wars universe. It's like right. I haven't been to about two, but when it, when they keep saying it, I'm like, but when Mandalorian came, I'm like, how do you bring a Mandalorian? And then all of a sudden he's at the park, right? And Grogu's at the park and it's so I just at the saw park. them for the first time like a week or two uh, ago. Because I think prior to the Star Cruiser closing, they didn't want to bring him over because it would have messed with the timeline. Um, uh, which is why it was okay to bring him and Boba Fett and Fennec Shand into Disneyland because they didn't have the Star Cruiser for it to mess up with their time frame. Um, yeah. And now that Star Cruiser is closed, unfortunately, we do get to have uh, Mando and Grogu there, who was adorable. By <laughs> What's Grogu like? He he's just cute. He's you know in his baby talk, and um, they have uh, Pedro Pascal's voice over you know. Wow. Oh my god. So it's actually Pedro Pascal. It is. He lives in a <laughs> he's actually walking around Disney. He's like, we're on strike. I needed a job. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> and it it you do have like your one excursion to Batu and you I I wish that I had spent less time on Batu, honestly. You get the <laughs> free lightning lanes for smugglers run and um and rise of the resistance um and you can go on more missions on batu but i wish that i had gone back to the ship and done more um, missions there but i did i did go to oga's cantina while we were on batu and because i was with the first order i had like a special mission um oh. where where i was like um you know lieutenant croy sent me to to ask for you know 
Oga. And so I got like a special QR code uh. that I scanned and I got another mission for, which was really cool. So that that was probably the best part of going down to Batu was having the extra mission. And um, even like on Rise the Resistance, I was like talking with Lieutenant Croy and being like, oh, the resistance has taken over the, <laughs> the ship and, you know, this their bases on Takodana figured it out. So it was it was cool to be part of the story. Wow. Wow. That's wow. <laughs> I'm extremely jealous that you got to experience that. That's it's wow. Oh, awesome. did you get any jewelry? <laughs> I did, <look>. Oh, bang. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Have to bring it up. Have to bring. No one in the wife. We have to. <laughs> just, it just yeah. Uh, it just sounds like so much fun that I just didn't like. Because when you came out of you, like it was the greatest thing ever. I'm like, but it's a hotel where you're like in a room. I don't understand. I just I and I saw the videos. Like I don't understand. And I even after I had booked it, I was still skeptical. It was kind of like a FOMO thing where it's like, well, I mm. have to go now just because it's yeah. going away. Um, but I'm still not entirely sure it's going to be worth the price. I'm sure I'll have fun, but I don't know. Mm. And then after I was on it, I was like, this was incredible. This was the mm. greatest experience of my <laughs> entire life, other than having kids, you know, to kind of throw that out there. <laughs> um, but like, it, it was amazing. And it was something that was not marketed well enough for people yeah. to understand that it actually was worth the money and was so much more than just a hotel. How did everybody else in your group feel? All of us felt Especially the same way. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, all of us. And I think I was the, I. one of my aunts is almost as crazy as me. You know, she's got holocrons and she's got multiple, you know, crystals for her uh, lightsabers and stuff like that. So she's almost as crazy as I am. And then my other aunt is almost as crazy as I am about Disney parks. So I had the one Star Wars aunt the one Disney parks aunt mm. and then the travel agent um, who obviously loves Disney parks, but isn't really a star Wars person. Um, and all, all of us were like, we love it. We would go again. And we told the woman who was our travel agent, like as soon as you hear, if they're opening this up again, yeah, book us, like we'll make it work. Just book us any date you can get us in. If they open this up again, we will do it. That's funny. Do you think they would try to like get as many travel agents in that experience? Cause like, it's like, they're talking to people. It's like, right. do you like star Wars? This is it. Like, cause you go to a travel agent and they're like, Oh, try this hotel. Don't do this. They give you real advice and you listen to them. So it's just like, that would have, uh, yeah, it's just, it is very weird that like, as much as they were like, it's coming, it's coming. There didn't, really show things like i remember seeing videos and pictures from people who go yeah. but like depending on what you're seeing it's probably not so, great you know it's like a lot of jagged videos you're like what's happening they, right so they had invited i think some bloggers and vloggers to mm -hmm. come out ahead of time um and you know do some filming and stuff before it was open mm -hmm. publicly and i felt like maybe people who had heard these great reviews from bloggers and vloggers were like, I don't believe you. I don't believe it's actually worth the money. You're just saying that because you didn't have to pay for it because Disney brought you here and it was free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. Ugh. <laughs> it's the happiest place on earth. Why would anybody lie about something? <laughs> it's like, oh, the churros are terrible. I'm like, 
it, it's, yeah. it's incredible. And I, I wish I knew how to. Hello? Is it me? Am I frozen? No, you're there. Hello? You're still there. Who said the churros were horrible? I'm stuck on this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not a huge churro person, personally. No, yeah. Anyways. All right. I mean, all, you're, all I'm getting right now is angry that I didn't go. So I feel like we need to bring the 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 segment well, to an end. I've got oh, Bob sorry. Iger in my Stop ear, as curious. usual. Oh! Is he firing Kathleen Kennedy because the Star Cruiser uh, uh, is closed? She really botched that one up. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and we got to check the board, Brock. Fired! <laughs> Second time today, Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, KK. Oh, by the way, happy Thanksgiving. Thank oh, yeah, you for taking time away happy, from your big, Happy uh, belated dinner. Thanksgiving several weeks. <laughs> Over a month, yeah. But, you know, what, what, what does it matter? What does it matter? <laughs> we celebrate with enough time to, to listen to Christmas carols before Halloween. That's why we do it so early. <laughs> we're, all, we're all in. <laughs> and, and also, happy Life Day. Yes, happy, happy Life, life Day. day. Yes. That was a little while ago. <laughs> Do you st- do you go to I get before we leave? Do you go to to Batu on Life Day every year now? Is that like a thing? Um, or, I didn't or I guess go, around Life Day. I didn't go on Life Day this year because it was on a Friday, but I went like the weekend before, and so that's when I got my Chewbacca action figure. Um, but so now nice. they are also selling like Life Day food, like you can get cheesy yeah. orbs that they're, <laughs> that they're yeah. uh, selling for Life Day. Um, I have the cookbook. It'll happen. <laughs> the the other big thing that's going on right now in Batu is everybody who went on the Star Cruiser is leaving ribbons on the gate to no where way. the transport used to be to get to the Star Cruiser. Wow. So it's, it's kind of becoming a shrine and homage from huh. everybody who went. Oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Well, that's awesome. Brock, let's get a DeLorean and go check it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still hoping it comes back in some yeah. capacity. Yeah. So am I now. This sounds going to be fun. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Well, thanks for sharing your experience with us. It's always awesome to have you on the show. Is there anything you want to plug before we end or like a Loki uh, review? You can. Oh, yeah. You can find me on the WDWNT TV channel. We. You know, have comedy shows. We review things from Disney Plus, and we have a, a show where we review things from the parks called Park Center. It's kind of like Sports Center, but we just talk about Disney Park stuff. So. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. Well, thank you for coming and sharing it all. And James, never tell me the odds. Sir, the possibility of successfully navigating an asteroid field is approximately 3,720 to 1. Never tell me the odds. Never tell me the odds brought to you, me, and everyone in the vicinity by patreon.com slash Podcast. If you like what we do, why don't you go and support us so that we can keep bringing this hard-hitting information about trains and sports and Star Wars-affiliated things. And you could become one of the lucky few that we talk about every single episode, like Heidi Fredetter, ex- executive producer, 
Barry Brophy, Dennis Allen, Randy Kenobi, Mary Kristen Aton, Dale Erdman, Jeff Wilson, Phil Staniforth, Rez, Scott D. Josh Price, Matt W., Frank Perkins, Neil Lowry, Cosmic Girl 02, Gleek Play 1, Dan and Nurse, Disney, Desi, Charlotte and Ron, Presack, and Brock. I'm going to have a little snack on this oh! I'm never telling you. Boom, 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 boom. We got some cookies from executive producer Heidi Fetter. Thank you so much, Heidi. They came in the mail. They're all here. Tapes. I can't get it shop. I think it would be uncouth of me to eat one of these while we recorded. And Arda doesn't have one, so. I, I didn't get the memo. <laughs> I will I, say I, this. I would have prepared some cookies. I already tried the pumpkin spice cookies. I won't eat it on here because there's a thing called misophonia. There are people that get sick when they hear list people eating on, on camera. Or not on camera. On just, just like the sound of people eating. But this right here is the game winner because... You smell that pumpkin spice immediately. I haven't even uh, bit, and I'm like, I'm in. So I haven't had the pumpkin you. one yet. I gotta say, there's a there's a cinnamon brown sugar one or something. That's those are yeah. like the limited holiday flavors. So good. This is a walnut crunch I'm devouring. Aaron, my wife Aaron loves the uh, the butter crunch one. Art is like, I gotta go get food, guys. I do. Yeah. I, I need to go order something now. Yeah, I know. I gotta get <laughs> so, some food. Thank you, Heidi. <laughs> Thank you very for, much, Heidi. Like sending this. You're the best. And this is why you're at the top of the list. <laughs> top of the list. All the Whoa. way up. All right. Now tell me that the way this works, Arda, is I'm gonna say something and you guys are gonna tell me out of uh a hundred how you think. And if you if you think it's fifty fifty, Arda, you have to say full Brock. You have to say full Brock, okay. Yeah. Full Brock. All right, never tell me the odds. There's only three of them. It's it's not a it's not a test story. Uh, Never Tell Me Odds, Ahsoka Season 2 will be announced before the end of 2023. Before the end of 2023, with no knowledge whatsoever, I'm going to put that at 20%. Wow. Well, also, there's only like less than a month. So (laughs) actually, maybe less than that. You know what? Let's go down to 5%. Wow. I feel like that might be a 2024 announcement. I yeah. do want to remind you that a few years ago, there was a, a stockholder call or shareholder call for Disney and, Ka- and uh, Kathleen Kennedy, who was just fired at the beginning of this show. She announced a plethora of, of projects, including uh, Rogue Squadron, which will never happen. Uh, <laughs> the Orlando show, which is now a movie. Um, Rangers of the New Republic, which will never happen. So, and then if you remember, after that, Bo- Book of Boba Fett was announced. So, I'm just going to remind you of that. A few well, I, 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 if she is to do that again, or if that is to happen again, then I will eat my words, but I'll uh, I'll say low. That's solid. It's solid. <laughs> I'm going to go low as well because it's like I feel like there has to be something. You make a good point, and I know that we celebrate December 7th every year because of that announcement in the past. Is that what? I don't know what day it was. Uh, we have, I'm going to go, party. yeah. I'm going to go just because it's not enough time I'm gonna, and whatever. Like, I'm going to say 7%. Like, I, 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 it's going to happen, but I don't think soon. I'm going 71%. Oh! 71. I wasn't going to go that 71%. high, but both of, wow. both of you are just so negative. Negative Nancy's over here that I have to go 71% because um, 
I need it to happen for closure purposes and my own sanity. And Dave Filoni and I are like this because we both rode the go train after a leave home game. <laughs> <laughs> and I gave him, I gifted him a sweater. <laughs> Our next odd Mando season four will begin shooting in the spring of 2024. Are they going to start shooting Mando season four in the spring of 2024? Brock, how will you go first on this one? I want to say 40%. No, you know what? I'll be a bit optimistic. 62%. I don't know. Because I feel like because of the writer and actor strike, they're like, we need to start making stuff. We can't be delayed anymore. I mean, that might delay it even more because of that. But like, like so so many delays because of COVID and then now this strike, it's like, I think they're like, we have to make something. But that hasn't stopped them from announcing things. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go 62%. I don't know. I'm going to go, I'm going to go a 37% mm. low on this because there was just two massive strikes. Yeah. And I don't know if they started writing this before the writer's strike, but it just seems like so fast to happen. Like, it just seems like a really quick turnaround, which it isn't impossible, but I'm going to go 37%. Arda? Yeah, I'm I'm at a 38, maybe maybe slightly more optimistic, very slightly. But I mean, I don't I don't know if it'll be the spring. Could be the summer. Could be the fall. Could be mm. 2024. My 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 odd for 2024 in general would be much higher. But for spring, spring would be until what like June uh, May. So yeah, yeah, yeah we'll caught then. Yeah. Essentially, the first half of the year. Yeah. Right. That seems mm, quick. Yeah. I saw some reports saying that that's what they're aiming for. I'm like, that doesn't seem, it just doesn't seem feasible with all the striking that, that, that occurred. Uh, and our final odd today, Art, I'll start with you. Skeleton Crew starring the one and only Jude Law, who's in the holiday. By the way, the holiday, guys, has <laughs> Hans Zimmer's score. Have you guys heard the score for the holiday? Google Maestro the Holiday by Hans. It is like way too, like it is so good. I don't <laughs> understand. Like it's like every time Aaron is obsessed with this movie, we watch it every year and I'm like, why is the music so good? And I haven't watched it this year yet, but I'm already like, I'm waiting to watch this. Them. Anyway, Jude Law, Skeleton Crew trailer uh, by December. We're going to get it. I'm asking if we're going to get it on Black Friday, really, but are we going to get the Skeleton Crew <laughs> By December, guys. It's already, I, I, I think I'm going to put it out. I, I I want it, so I'm yeah. just going to put it out in the universe, and I'm going to say 94 <laughs> percent with no it, like with no like behind the scenes knowledge at all. I just want to see it, and so I want. I hope it happens by that timeline. So yeah, 94 percent. Let's go, Brock. I mean, in my head, I'm like, we've seen images from Acolyte, and I feel like we haven't seen a single... No, wait, there was yeah, something. It's not like one thing. Yeah. So, but, like, there's just more of the Acolyte. It's like, I feel like we'll get that first. But, you know, like Arda said, we just stay positive. So, like, I'm going to go... I'm going to jump on that positive train. That's a callback to the original topic we were talking about. Um, and say... 80% because it's just like, come on, let's just do it. Like, uh, let's just get more Star Wars content. 
Yeah, what did we get on Black Friday? Was it uh, the? I think it was the Force Awakens first ever teaser trailer. With have you feel? Have you felt it? There's been mm. a way. That's my snow compression is pretty good. Um, I think that was Black yeah. Friday, like eight years ago. I think that's when we or nine years ago. I think that's when we got that. So Star Wars is good at that. I don't know if Skeleton Crew. I mean, Skeleton Crew is not Force Awakens by any stretch of the imagination. It's not even close. Yeah, but it could be cool again to have something debut on that. And there is football on black friday this year ah um, so they could i don't think it's espn though so we could yeah who knows nobody i don't actually know what it's on it's it's the jets who are going to be going to the super bowl this year <laughs> my new york jets i picked the most painful teams Arda, in sports i, I, just, I was I'm gonna like... say how'd that week one go for you man Those... <laughs> no i hey man i was wearing my brett brett favre jersey <laughs> I, was very, I have one. My, Naturally. I, have Brett, I have a Brett Favre New York Jets jersey. I have that one. Oh, my. I oh do, my. yeah. I know. Uh, I don't know why I chose the Jets. I say that every week. Uh, so I think in my odd, my odd is going to be, yeah, let's go high. Let's go 67.9827%. I like it. Precise. Very precise of you. You have to be in this in this day and age. I do. Otherwise, people will come back and they, we, I talk. People always call us out on our odds. Always. Always. Um, nice. All right. We're going to go top five now. Right, this is the same we call top five, where we just pick our top five favorite things. Okay. Um, this is our top five now. It's top five things in Star Wars to be thankful for. Okay. And I think we've got to say for number five is all the amazing droids. All the amazing droids in Star <laughs> Wars from R2-D2 to bb yeah. to Dio. Even Dio. Yeah. Dio rocks literally uh those are that's my number five is is droids brock what's your number five i mean you know me when I, it's a top five that i'm like <laughs> nothing specific and just gonna put hundo hundo anaka <laughs> boom put him in a thing oh remember i sent you that link that like jaleel white aka steve urkel yeah. might they're hype they're guessing that his role in what is he in uh skeleton crew, crew. Skeleton he's crew. in skeleton yeah. crew gonna, i think yeah he's, he's wearing makeup and they're like he's gonna be hondo i'm like i'm in i am in <laughs> uh i did not prepare for this at all it's okay <laughs> we're never we're I, never I, but but this. but um speaking of cool actors being in the star wars universe i'm thankful for the ahmed best redemption arc yeah <laughs> there you go i i love that and i love that that happened for him and i yeah. love that uh, Keller and Beck has like one of the coolest like trivia answers now, right? Like who saves Grogu from Order sixty six? Yeah. Like that's a pretty meaty trivia question that can basically like the ultimate redemption arc. So that's I love that. So I'm thankful for that. I want to shout out executive producer Heidi Fetter once again, who before that episode aired, I uh, tweeted out Jar Jar is going to save Grogu. Amazing. Not totally wrong. Not Amazing. totally wrong. Outstanding. Yeah. <laughs> Out and by the Yo. way, you know what else is awesome about that is that Keller and Beck was like a character from yeah. a what was it a Star Wars like game show, right? Game like show a kids, kids game yeah, show. Yeah. That's it's amazing. I know like, that level of like callback is outstanding. Yes, absolutely. That's what we said too. It was like, yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna do that on number four. People call it fan service. We call it callbacks. We call it in universe characters appearing when it makes sense for an in universe character to go. And that's what I'm gonna do. Star Wars does that better than anybody, and I'm putting that number four. 
Uh, my number four is I. Th- I feel like most of mine are just like character based, but I'm gonna go Carson yeah. Teva. Not just because it's it's bringing Toronto's own Paul Seung Hyun Lee to the Star Wars universe, but it's just like he's a character specifically. Uh, like um, oh, oh Pelimoto is the same type of character where like they're in the background, they're really interesting. And they're not just a one-off. It's not like, oh, I'm I'm uh, I'm the Prince William in a stormtrooper in the background of one shot of one of the in the, one of the sequels. It's like, no, you see him for maybe thirty seconds of the first one, and they get more and more and more and more, and then like all of a sudden they have full dialogues, they have plot, they have they have an importance in the plot. Like I love that, and I'm sure this is Filoni, like taking those small characters and spreading them across what we have so far in Disney plus. So like more of that. Uh, actually, Paul was going to be my, honestly, I'm so happy. Cool. He's yeah, part yeah. Of Star Wars. Actually, yeah. that was my biggest, like leap out of my chair gasp for happiness moment was when I saw him for the first time in the Star Wars universe. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Cause I know how big of a Star Wars fan he is. And I also know that. Like, <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. There he is. Look, like, he looks. Yeah, like it just. I can't believe that. <laughs> I never. I didn't know anything about this show. I mean, I know Kim's Convenience very, very well, but this show yeah, I did yeah. not know at all. But like the other, the other, the, the, specifically, what I want to be thankful for is I forget which episode it was in Ahsoka, but there was that one part where Carson is like confused at something that's happening, and Hu Yang explains it to him. Like it was like basically a backstory thing, and Carson's response, he just looks at us, almost looking at the camera, but looks at Hu Yang and goes, "Okay." <laughs> and it just walks away and I'm like, that's awesome. Because there's like so many, like it's just such a great little moment. So I'm thankful for that line. Okay. <laughs> he's like he's like the new wedge, but or he's already preceded like wedge yeah. as a character. Like yeah. it's just like Mwah. I didn't see him coming, like he just keeps coming back, and every time yeah. like I get I'm like excited. I'm like, oh yeah, 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 we got like you know, you don't expect him, and there he is popping yeah. up. Uh, yeah, I love it. My number three is going to be. Uh, I'm just gonna go with like Star Wars celebration as a thing. I think it's a fun time because there's so much animosity with Star Wars fans online, especially. I think you kind of alluded to it earlier, Arthur, with the wrestling thing. But some fans are, but it's like at celebration, everybody's just having a good time, and that's when you're like, oh yeah, Star Wars is is fake, and it's fun. <laughs> and you can just enjoy it. You know, like, you don't have to love it all. Like, some of it, you're going to be like, yeah, whatever. But, like, you realize when you're there, you're like, this is just a thing. We enjoy it. Let's move on. Mm. And I hope somebody makes me some Baby Yoda gingerbread cookies this year because they're good. Did you hear that? (laughs) (laughs) Brock, your number three? Uh, My number three is Ray Stevenson because, like, it's, like, rest in power. Like, he killed it in this season of Ahsoka, and it's, like, I think everyone agrees that like he did an amazing job and that character opened up the idea of like something totally new when it comes to a Sith Jedi, any force wielder. So it's like, yes, please. Uh, Please. If you, if we don't recast them, which is fine, that's respectful. Please. Comic books, books. I don't know. Just give me more and just, just call it Balin. And I'm in, I'm in baby. Yeah. I'd be in too. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm thankful for, what Ahsoka and Andor introduced for us. Mm-hmm. Ahsoka introducing a whole new galaxy uh, that, you know, a whole new sandbox for Star Wars stories to e- exist in. 
I'm thankful for that because that opens up the possibilities to a degree that we never really thought was available before. And Andor, you know, I I thought Andor was terrific. And uh, it was also a series that was presented in such a way that I never thought that I would get that sort of <laughs> Star Wars presentation before, yeah, yeah. right? Like that sort of like political spy thriller kind of show. And I enjoyed it a lot. And and it also more generally opened the realm of possibilities of what kind of presentation and genres that we could look forward to in Star Wars because now Andor has essentially paved the foundation for these stories to exist. So very exciting to me and thankful. Love Andor. I think it's, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a nice surprise in a lot of ways. My number two, lightsabers. Lightsabers <laughs> are my number two. Um, yeah, my number two are lightsabers. I don't know what else to say. Like when when Ezra is on the ship on the ground and he turns on the blade, I'm like, amazing. Yeah, this is no, my you're right. Like, I'm I'm literally just like, oh yeah, like because we talked like Andor is so good, but once he lit it up, I'm like, yeah, this is why I'm in. This is why I'm in. Mm -hmm. Like like it's like there's just something about it. it. Took me back to my childhood and that sound, the look, the just lightsabers number two, Brock. My number two is Dave Filoni, just straight up. <laughs> I've been super excited about Dave Filoni since, like, the first time I ever knew who he was was I watched the first episode of Rebels in Toronto at Fan Expo, and at the beginning, his a video of him introducing it popped up, and, I, and it was just like, who is this bozo in a cowboy hat? And I'm like, and no idea. And then, like, my life changed after that. So it's like... It's true. It's like, it's wild that like, not only has George Lucas passed Star Wars, he's also passed Star Wars to a company. He's passed the mantle to a whole new person. It's like, wow, that rarely happens like that. So yeah, yeah. Dave Filoni, God bless you. Plus one on that one, Dave rules. Um, yeah. I am thankful for uh, the Star Wars video games and VR experiences. Oh. Uh, I, I, I think Vader Immortal was a lot of fun. I love jedi fallen order and jedi survivor i've only gotten through about a quarter of jedi survivor but i can't wait for the rest uh, i love cal kestis as a character uh, i just I, I think bd1 is always my we actually did a droid yeah. draft earlier this year and bd1 yeah. was mike my, my nice. i'm gonna save him for the later rounds because i know that he could still be on the board but bd1 is the best so i'm thankful for the games being awesome and i can't wait like something that I'm most looking forward to, like at the top of my list, other than obviously the live action shows and whatever other series we might get in movies is the open world game uh, that Star Wars uh, is being created right now. I cannot wait to see what an open world Star Wars game looks like. Uh, that's going to be so much fun. Yeah, that could be incredible. My number one. Grogu. <laughs> I'm going Baby Yoda because I was going to be Ewoks and I didn't put Ewoks on my list because I forgot that I, they weren't that I have only five and not six because they would have been number two. But I have to go with Baby Yoda on this one for a lot of reasons. One, he's adorable. Two, he's powerful. But three, Baby Yoda united the fandom in a way nobody saw ever. Probably the best thing that happened to Star Wars since lightsabers which is my number two like it, it like he just did something where the minute you saw the Mandalorian, brock you text me 
And even my niece at the time, who was eight, six, seven, whatever, who wasn't a huge Star Wars fan at all, saw it and goes, Baby Yoda? Like, it was just everyone kind of knew, and they, they, they nailed the design of this thing. And he just, everybody loves Baby Yoda. He, he stores shelves everywhere. And just, uh, I have, like, the gifts and everything is just so much fun. And this is a bogus list. It doesn't mean anything. I'm just having fun with it. But <laughs> Baby Yoda, number one. Happy Thanksgiving. I'm going to go eat a pork. <laughs> this is the point where I make James cry because, as always, I'm going to be saying I'm thankful that Star Wars exists so me and my friend can talk <laughs> once a week about the things we love and make believe. And we get people like Arda to come on our show, and it's fantastic. And my wife's probably down the hall being like, He's screaming about Star Wars. Again. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm thankful. And also Chewbacca, because he's yeah. my man. Yep. And and my wife, yeah. And my wife's like, you you decided to not help take care of your little two little kids for this. That's what my wife is saying right now. Um, well, yes. And I'm like, absolutely, can. yes, naturally. <laughs> um, my number one is I'm thankful for the one and true greatest character of Star Wars history, and that is Grand Admiral Thrawn. Oh, our guy, yeah. our homie, the one and only, uh, my favorite character, and I would dare say my favorite character in all of fiction. I can't wait to see more stories of Thrawn, and I'm thankful for the Timothy Zahn trilogy of books, the series that he's done. I'm thankful for Heir to the Empire back in the day. I'm thankful yeah. for uh, him in Rebels. I'm thankful for him in Ahsoka and what may come, because uh, I love my uh evilest of evil characters to be straight out of mensa so i'm very excited <laughs> for the future of thrawn have you, have you ever considered dressing up as thrawn for halloween no never that would never no. happen ever no no not whatsoever not a coordinated effort to uh <laughs> paint my face blue and sit on the sports center said no no, oh. never, never. I, no, by no, the no, way, no. I should have I should have upped the total. I said a thousand likes and I'll host Sports Center like this. I should have made it like a million likes because the, the Star Wars account actually responded and said, "Bet like that that'll be easy." <laughs> and it was like, "Uh oh, what did what have I done?" <laughs> a thousand likes. But now that, I have to. Now I got it. How I, long luckily, did that, what's that? How long did that take? Oh, I was in the chair for like. A good hour and a half. I was doing so. Here's a funny story, actually. So we, I, I did it. I, I brought all the stuff. Never wore contacts before, by the way. That wasn't the most oh. pleasant experience. Yeah, I know, I know. It wasn't <laughs> the most pleasant experience. But I'm putting on the blue face paint like this, just like literally like this at the wind at the uh, mirror in the makeup room. And one of the makeup uh, crew comes in and just looks at me struggling and goes, "Do you want me to just do this for you?" <laughs> And I was like, yes, please. Thank goodness. Thank heavens you happened to walk in here. So she just sat me down and she just like did like the perfect, like it was excellent. I was like, thank you so much. Uh, it was hilarious. Uh, yeah. So then we got to uh, take pictures around ESPN, which is awesome. And, it looked uh, like it was a lot of fun. Oh, it was, oh, it was the best. It was the best. Grand Admiral Thrones, what a guy. I'm looking at it. it right now. I have to pull it up right now. Yeah, <laughs> I was looking at oh, it. No, I put on. I put on you saying that you actually say in this clip that the Jets are going to win the Super Bowl. There he is. There's, 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 there, there he is. There's Grand Admiral the right on the sports center. So you love to see it. Yeah, yeah. It was a lot of fun. The you greatest. Fun, you got right? homage to the greatest. That's what you got to do, right? That's what you got to do. do. One day, now I did host Sports Center Snapchat like that, but I one day I will find a way. Maybe uh, on May the fourth or something. If I'm hosting Sports Center that day, I'll pitch it and see if they'll let me do it. Nice. Don't hold your breath. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Those are our top five. Let us know your top fives are in the comments below. 100, 300, 100, 302 episodes. And this is the Thanksgiving one. Arda, what do you eat on Thanksgiving? You're going to order like a pizza? Yeah, or probably. No, probably. A, uh, we go to our sister-in-law's every year. So uh, she she goes all out. So it's going to be a wow. feast, I'm sure. If it were me, if it were me preparing it, absolutely, I'm ordering something. There's no way I'm cooking a turkey. There's no way I'm making stuffing. I don't even like cranberry sauce. Like, get that away from me. Like, I'm ordering a pizza, and yeah. maybe there'll be, like, chicken you know on what, it. You know what will blow their minds? You order the festive special with <laughs> chalet. Pulls, pulls it. Baloney's like I, I know. Baloney loves it. Baloney loves it. He takes the go train to the to, yeah. to Swiss Chalet Harvey's combo. <laughs> Can I tell you that like I the the I have not found a taste equivalent for a Harvey's hamburger and a Swiss Chalet half chicken dinner. No, nothing no rotisserie chicken tastes like Swiss Chalet in America. Mm-hmm. I have not found a hamburger that tastes anywhere near a Harvey's hamburger. It's it's shocking. I don't understand. <laughs> well, Swishelay, you won't understand the price of Swishelay next time you've visited as well. It has oh, no. skyrocketed. Unbelievable. Oh, no. Unbelievable. Oh, no. You could actually buy a chicken coop for the cost. Oh, no. Disaster is struck. <laughs> <laughs> um, this has been fun. Arda, why don't you tell everybody where they can't find you right now? Uh, you can find me reading this book, uh, actually, right here. <laughs> oh, uh, this wow. is this is my new endeavor, right here. Okay, I'd like to. I came on the show to promote this book. It's called yep. Cape Side Bay. I received my three copies recently. I can't wait to dive into this. I hear the author is terrific. Uh, oh my gosh! Can we talk about this headshot here? That's a good picture. Can we talk about this right that, here? That was taken by I don't know if you remember Mike Reese from Rogers TV. Yeah, he was, he was, yeah, he took that uh, years ago. Uh, for his website, yeah, that was. Uh, oh, 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 oh! Excuse me. Uh, James is an <laughs> '80s child born in Toronto, Canada. He grew up watching <clears throat> Jaws, yeah. Stand Jaws. by Me, Indiana Jones, and and okay, <laughs> on brand, on Star brand. Wars. There it is, on brand. So yeah, everyone who uh, on Patreon listening to this right now, at the very least, now you know confirmed. That James is very authentic with his love for Star Wars in his book. Congrats on this, by the way, buddy. It's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, it was a long time. Thank you for your support. Uh, And you too, Brock. James, I'm like ashamed of you. Your blurb (laughs) says Toronto, Canada. How dare you? Uh, I don't think I wrote that. You're like a pro wrestling (laughs) announcer. Americans! Wrestlers from Toronto. Ah! Like, from Toronto, (laughs) Canada. Toronto, Canada. 240 pounds, yeah. That's you. I I don't think I, I I don't think I wrote that. I think the publisher did. I don't remember. Uh, I think I just I told you. them some things. Yeah, and they they put Ink shares. I said I sent in a photo. I'm like I don't have any good pictures. Oh, I have this one that Mike Reese took ten years yeah. ago. And I threw that one that way. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, well, thank you for the support on that one. Yeah. Um, no, thanks, um, thanks guys. for being I, on the I show. Appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate the invite. Great to see you, James. We go way back, as I mentioned. Uh, good to see you both. It's been a lot of fun. Have me back sometime. Let's Absolutely. chop it up and talk Star Wars. Definitely. Brock, anything else you want to say on the 300-second episode? I mean, I have been spinning since we found out Filoni has a Go Train <laughs> hoodie. This is awesome. So uh, if anything, Artie, you have to come back for updates. Like, you're, you're just send us videos and we'll I, if I like, ever, This is where yeah. I'm at. 
Actually, to be honest with you, I just thought of an idea. If I ever get him for an interview, I should wear a Go Train hoodie oh during oh. the interview. And don't say you know anything though. Uh, just don't yeah, say anything. Just, hey, hey, never how's it going? Up. He'll probably That's you'll do that. Arda, you'll wear a Go Train hoodie. He'll show up with one of those vintage CBC shirts, and you're like, "What is <laughs> happening?" It's like just Canada overload. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is happening here? Canada all over the place. Yeah, I love this. Most of most, uh, most of our viewers and listeners are not from Canada, and nobody knows what we're talking nah, about right now. This is the best. They're like the heck. <laughs> Unsubscribe. Oh all right, Brock. This is the part of the show where I'm gonna take a cookie. Because you were always scum. Rebel scum. Hey, scumbags. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up on our video. As always, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rebel Scum Podcast, for all the latest videos.